What is going on, everybody? This is your host, Rob, back with another episode of From My Experience Podcast. I have a guest with me, Miss B. How are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you? I am well. So I'm, I'm going to tell everybody how much of a creep I am. So, <laughs> oh, I want to know. No, wait, wait, no, <laughs> nah. Um, just just putting this out there for anybody looking to start a podcast or looking to do something different. You got to step outside your comfort zone. You got to step outside the box. So obviously, duh, I have from my experience podcast, and I'm like, all right. So to go along with the name, I want to talk to people about their experiences in life, just like, you know, me and my co-host do. So shout out to Alex, shout out to Biff, and shout out to Tori. Um, so I'm in a bunch of podcast groups, which I love. I love my podcast groups because they let you post and you get good advice in there. So I was like, you know what? I want some more guests. I want to hear from more people. So I just put up a random post, like, who wants to be on? And B was one of the people who responded. Um, a lot of people actually responded. And I sent everyone the calendar invites and everyone the topics. But only one person followed through. And you know what? That's good enough for me. So <laughs> we don't know each other. We are, we are podca podcast brethren, if you will. Um, yes. And you were telling me a little about what, what you're doing and how you're transitioning to some things. And we're kind of having a conversation before we got started. So tell the people a little bit about yourself. Okay, so my name is, I go by B. I'm from the Bronx. I am Dominican. I identify as Afro-Latina. I am a special ed uh, teacher in the Bronx. I also have been uh, pole dancing for about three years. I was a pole dance instructor for a few months. I am taking time off to focus on my podcast, which is called Problematic or Naw. And we will be discussing just random things related to the social political climate, our culture, specifically black culture, um, calling out bigotry, talking about things like interracial dating, uh, sex, body shaming, cultural appropriation. It's hoping I'm hoping to strike up some controversy, but have some much needed conversations. And my co-host is Anthony McPherson, who is a pretty established poet and also social political commentary. And I'm very excited to start. We are going to have our Kickstarter in mid-August. And after that is finished, mid to late September, we're hoping to launch our podcast. So you can follow us on Problematic or Naw podcast on Instagram or Problematic or N in, uh, at Twitter to stay updated. Bam, there y'all go. Um, make sure after we finish recording, shoot me those and I'll post it in the description of this episode when I post it. Um, Definitely. Y'all support podcasters, damn it. So Yes, we need it, all right? We're... We're providing all this free content and knowledge for y'all. It takes up a lot of time, but we love it and we can't do it without your support. Yes, so that is for sure. Um, I was just in my um my podcast group on Facebook, just thanking everybody, looking at where we started and where we are now and how much we've grown and how much I've inspired. I've actually inspired quite a few other people to start podcasts. And I was like, damn, that's big. So I just hope the podcast community keeps growing. I wish you the best of luck with yours. I'm definitely going to check it out. Definitely going to have to have you and your boyfriend on again on our show after you guys get started up um, with definitely. the rest of the staff on there because, you know, we talk, we touch on some of those topics too. So it'd be great to um, exchange that dialogue. 
Oh, definitely. We can do a collab. You can come on ours, come on yours, maybe do like a joint episode. We'll figure it out. I think it'll be really cool. Absolutely. Now, I, I know some people out here heard you say pole dancing. Please, because yep. I know some people are ignorant. So please yep. explain to people exactly what that is before they say, before they think I'm talking to just someone who strips or something crazy. Okay. First of all, uh, <laughs> shout out to my strippers out there because without them, pole would not have been hey. in the mainstream, right? And I have lots of friends that are strippers. I have nothing against it you get your money you That's do right. your thing right um so i started pole dancing because i had had a few foot surgeries and i gained some weight and i was mm. trying other forms of exercises and i just found them boring i like hate going to the gym and all that mm. stuff so i found the group on to take a pole dancing class and i loved it i always grew up feeling self-conscious and so it made me feel confident and strong and powerful and i was like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna learn how to be a really cool dancer and it became just like a meditation for me an exercise for me i built the best community the most supportive community i don't think there you know, they're my, the podcasting community is very supportive, but the right. pole dancing community, it's like a family. And I found my strength and I competed for the first time this past oh, March. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's calisthenics, right? There's mm -hmm. dance, there's different styles of pole. There's exotic, there's sensual, there's purely athletic, there's contemporary. Um, so it's really what you want it to be. And it's for men, women, um, any gender, sexual orientation, body size, you know, there are plus size pole dancers. There are people who pole dance when they're really, when they're much older. And there are children who do it. In Russia, they have camps for children to pole dance. Wow. Um, because it's, people see it as something like purely sexual, which yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think because we are in a country that, you know, prides itself on its pur puritanical, you know, um, foundations, this idea of like, especially women owning their bodies and doing something that's not for male consumption, even though it typically is, mm -hmm. I think kind of rubs people the wrong way. But I find that really empowering. And when I was teaching, I really enjoyed seeing my students progress and really feel proud of themselves and feel good about themselves. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. It's really hard to explain what pole dancing is. I think you just have to do it yeah, and then you get it. And my students know that I pole dance and my coworkers and everyone's extremely supportive. They think it's so badass when I show them some tricks I can do. They're like, miss, you mad fucking strong. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, don't mess with me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say, um, I've actually watched videos and seen that. I've actually watched some competitions. It's been a while ago since I've seen one. Um, but yeah, you did a good job of explaining because a lot of people don't know that is excellent exercise and it takes a hell of a lot of strength to get up there and do some of those moves. Like it is ridiculous. Yep. Um, so about uh, how long would you say it took you to actually really get good at it? Or t I guess, tell us, do you remember, okay, you bought the Groupon, you know, you, you signed up for this class. Do you remember what your first time was like? Oh, yeah, I was a mess. I was so uncoordinated. <laughs> um, I was like jello because there are certain moves, you know, you have to have like, you know, the proper muscle engagement. I still right. didn't understand all of that. Um, but I kept going and going. Then the instructor was like, oh, you're moving on to level one because there's intro and then there's beginner, which is like level one. 
and that's when you start working on climbing and i go to the level one class and these people are so advanced i'm like what the hell did i do oh my god i'm terrible um <laughs> but i just kept at it and kept at it um and then i had to take i had to do another surgery so i had to take a couple months off and then the entire time i was just like i can't wait to get back to pole and i found it and i fell in love with it i was pulling like three four hours a day of, between four to six hours a uh, four to six days a week um but with pole because it's so strenuous you are prone to injury oh. so i have been having issues with a shoulder injury and that's another reason why i was like let me just cut back um, the podcast was a great time for me to say, okay, I'm going to, you know, step back from teaching and I still keep up with cross training. I do go to the gym because it does help me with pull. Um, my partner and I are doing Krav Maga to like learn some self-defense. Cause you know, when we start this podcast, the haters are going to come out and we got to be able to kick the white conservatives in the chest. Wait, wait, so so y'all ready to fuck somebody up? You <laughs> basically, yes. Well, hopefully yes. it won't. It won't. <laughs> yeah. Well, my. <laughs> it won't, hopefully it won't come to that. You know. I, I mean, hope you, not. You, but you... my. <laughs> but my co-host okay. already gets a lot of hate oh, from shit. conservative groups. Okay. Um, like threats. They've like found his address and you what? know, and yeah, these white conservatives is mostly white male conservatives, and of course you have like other people that are like, Oh, you're just being divisive because they think you talk about race, you're being divisive, right. but not talking about it, you're not addressing it. And so one of the concerns was if we do this podcast together, you know that might come towards me and so in order to protect both of us we're like now nah, we're gonna learn how to kick some ass like nobody's gonna mess with us you know <laughs> you know what that that's actually smart I, I hate that we're in a society and the world is to a place to well i mean it's been here for a while to where your freedom of speech is now threatened you know what i'm saying yeah. everyone else wants to, come, wants to come out and say whatever they want to say and we hear this racist shit on tv and see it on social mm -hmm. media we got our president tweeting out crazy shit you know what I'm saying? But when we want to do a podcast, which is, you know, a podcast, or you say he writes poetry, correct? Yeah. And this is what cracks me up about people who are attacking him. You don't have to listen to it. You don't have to engage with me. You're exactly. choosing to sit down, follow me, stalk me or whatever, to find out whatever you want to find out. And you're taking that energy and putting it towards me. I mean, if you don't agree with what I have to say, then you don't have to listen. So I definitely mm -hmm. want y'all to be safe. Um, try yeah. not to catch no charges. Uh, <laughs> damn i really hope you know i really hope nothing happens um that's yeah mm -hmm. that's crazy but okay where'd you go to college fordham university for undergrad and liu brooklyn for grad school hey yes so why education um to be honest i wanted to go into speech pathology um and that would have required a whole other master's okay. but being a you know, first generation in the US living at home with my mom, she was like, I can't afford you going to school and not working full time anymore. Like I need you to help out. Mm -hmm. So I was able to find um, a way to get a master's for basically free. I mean, I did have to pay a little bit, but it wasn't so bad through the New York City teaching fellows. And that allowed me to start getting a salary right away, benefits right away and get my master's. And that way I could contribute and help my mom more. 
um, I had always worked with kids in some capacity and people are just like, you're so good at talking. You're so great at connecting with people to the point where I was like, well, I talk so damn much. Why the fuck am I not a millionaire? You know, <laughs> you talking to the right people. Exactly. <laughs> but in the hood, like we all in the same place right yeah, now. Yeah. So I went to school for that. And, you know, I'm, I'm not to brag, but I am good at it. I am very big on giving back to my community. So I was raised in the South Bronx. I teach in the South Bronx. That was very intentional for me. When I started, there were only two teachers two teachers of color in my school. There are no white kids at our school. Our school is all black and Latinx. Now we're getting a little bit more like Asian students, but like very small percentage. And now, because I've been on my school's hiring committee, we've made it um, our mission to retract, attract more people of color. And we actually hired our school's first black male teacher ever last year. Yo, all right. Yeah. So it's funny you say that. So I also used to teach. I taught for seven years. I taught elementary school. Whoa. Um, and <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny you say that, man. And it, we, you and I share the same struggle of our love for kids and education. And then we also have our passions outside of that, which are drawing us away from it. Because mm -hmm. I was, to my knowledge, the well, no, the music teacher. But there was only. When I got there, there was three, I want to say three or four male teachers at my elementary school. Like, and I was the only classroom, like curriculum, you know, math, science, social studies, English teacher. So I was like, uh, a freaking, I can't even think of the word, not phenomenon, whatever, whatever the word. I was just like an anomaly. They're like, yeah, the kids were like mesmerized, like walking in my room. And, uh, you know, when you have meet the teacher night and those white parents walking in, and just looking like, oh, wait, 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 oh, wait, he's black. Like, it's... Because <laughs> my last name is Wilson. So, you know... <laughs> exactly. You're like, eh. My name is Robert Wilson. So, like, you can't, you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't know. So Exactly. But, yeah, it's definitely, um, you experience some culture shock. And it's good to make an impact and represent for your culture and let people know, you know, hey, we are educated. We know what we're doing. We can hold down a profession. And mm -hmm. your kids love me, so ha. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They, they, I, yeah, it's really important that our kids see us and that they see us, like, you know, in the classroom and as people that we can connect with. Hold on one second. I am so sorry. No, um, I think my dog is calling at the door. She's usually very good when I'm interviewing, but she's acting up today. That's fine. Alex, <laughs> my, my co-host Alex's dog always acts up during the show. Shout out to Ace. <laughs> she just barking and stuff. No, good. She she just watched. She was just scratching at the door. Um, yeah, and I'm really great at um connecting with them. And I am one of the co-leaders of our school's restorative act uh, justice action team. So we do a lot of social emotional learning, um, a lot of self discovery. Um, but unfortunately, like you said, we're being pulled away from it, and it's sad. And sometimes I feel a little bad because i'm like who's gonna be there for these kids in this way yeah. but i think as teachers and for me as a woman and a woman of color it's always like you put other people before you mm -hmm. you know and especially as teachers put your kids before yourself and i think that that's detrimental and um i'm hoping with this podcast it'll open up other avenues for me to be able to still serve in my uh, serve my community but in ways that are more fulfilling to me and to be honest that 
provide me with a more livable wage because because hey, <laughs> i'm still sleeping on my mama's couch because new york is so fucking expensive right. you know you can pay up to fifteen hundred dollars for a bedroom <laughs> in a messed up building it's Ooh. trash yeah, you know? y'all, you might need to relocate. Listen, I'm I'm with you. I know teachers make peanuts. Shout out to all my educators out there. Um, yes, not to thank insult y'all salary. I used to make it. I mean, barely making with seven years of experience. You making a little over. I was making a little over two thousand a month. A little over. Like maybe wow. Twenty one hundred. Yeah. I'm not even there yet. I'm I'm entering my sixth year, and I get about sixteen hundred a month because what? of all. The, yeah, it's. Yeah, and oh. to be honest, like a lot of it is taken out because of New York. I guess there's all these extra taxes that are taken out. Uh, I can't. I can't. I. I, I, I can't. It's hard. <laughs> it makes no sense. I I don't understand places like New York and California. Like it's so expensive to live, but then you have these professions, and it's like, I I love my kids, and you know I want to work with kids, but it's like I can't. I can't live. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm literally dying. Like, <laughs> yep, and and they just voted to dis like basically uh, disempower the unions. I don't know if you heard of the Janice case. No. Um, so before so you had to down here, so. oh oh yeah, before you had to pay into the union. Now there was a ruling basically was decided that you don't have to pay if you don't want to, which means that some people are not going to want to pay and. They're still going to be receiving the same benefits, which isn't fair to the people that are. Right. Um, and then the union will have a lot less power in yeah. terms of like collective bargaining and benefits and all this stuff that they've worked really hard to achieve. And so I'm really worried about the state of education and long term, you know, if I stay in the in the profession, I won't be able to retire for 40 years. I don't know what's going to happen to the profession in 40 years, especially with Trump's changes and trying to merge with the labor budgets department, something like that. I don't even know. I know. Let me stop for somebody knock on the door. I know. Um, so please support us podcasters so that podcasting can become <laughs> as big as radio and television and yes. we can actually make a living off of this. Yes. Um, yeah, actually, we're going to talk off here. I got some stuff I want to run by you. Um, I'm awesome. Working, I'm working on something like that with a friend of mine. Shout out to my boy, CV, from We Here Man Podcast. Hey, um, CV. I'm going to follow you. <laughs> yes, please follow him. <laughs> um, his wife, Nella B. They, their show is great. Um, you just made me scared because you made me, you just gave me a flashback. And that what you just said is why is part of the reason why I love education myself. It's like there's so much controversy and conflict and uncertainty floating around it is like i can't stay here for this like <laughs> i don't mm -hmm. want to stay here not knowing what my fate is going to be you know five ten years from now like i can't do that and so the other thing you mentioned was the pressure like being a black man like when i told people i was not coming back it was just like oh my god they need you you're a black male we need y'all in the classroom and i'm like i know but y'all need us a million other places too and it's just like I, I had an internal struggle of okay do i basically make myself a martyr for the people and sacrifice the myself or do i say ah, let me be a little bit more selfish and find a way where i can still help people and put out a positive message and influence people but in a way that makes me happy as well and that's the path that i chose because if you're not happy people are gonna see it they're gonna feel it you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and it's gonna affect your your day-to-day -day. 
So that that's why I've pursued, you know, other avenues, being real estate, but and, and a and a few other things. So I feel where you're coming from on that. So now you said you're gonna pull back from education and focus more on your pole dancing. So what does that look like? Are you Well, right now I put pole dancing on the back burner. Okay. But that was originally my plan. So my goal right now is to focus on the podcast. Okay. Um, if the podcast does open other things up for me, then the I would leave teaching. But I'm also not going to give up the, you know, a salary because it is tough out there. And to be honest, like all my friends actually are freelancers and yeah, they have more freedom, but financially they're struggling in New York City. So um, right now it's the podcast. And then I'm hoping that once that opens other things up, I can also be able to go back to doing the things that I love, like pole dancing. Um, yeah, my bosses can kind of tell that I'm burned out, mm -hmm. but I don't say anything because you know how it is. Once they know you're on your way out, they'll push you out. Oh, um, really? Well, I had, I had the opposite experience. They're trying to they're trying to get me to stay. But I, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so they they are trying to get me to stay, but I've seen it happen before with other people where they try to get them to stay, and then it reaches a point where they're like, you know what, just go. Um, and I am tenured, so it's not like they can just leave me like right. bye. But um, they they do keep trying to be like, hey, like this, we wouldn't be able to function without you. You're great with the kids. They try to give me more things to do, but I'm not taking it so they offered me an additional role as our school's restorative justice coordinator mm -hmm. and they were like unfortunately it'd be comp time because we can't pay you for it and i was like no uh, yeah no that i was like that's insulting you know it, it's not easy to be a restorative justice coordinator that's an entire that's a full-time job and i was like no and and i think that's when they kind of were like oh before she would have jumped at this opportunity mm -hmm. and i'm like unless you give me more money then no like <laughs> yeah because it, it's crazy that you know you look at every other career field and typically when your level of responsibility increases and your task increases and the time you put in increases so does your pay education mm -hmm. is just like oh volunteer volunteer and it's like i love to volunteer it's fun it's great but it's like i still gotta live and it's like nobody gets that and it's like we should be they should be compensated more teachers should be compensated more and treated much better granted you get summers off but mm -hmm. you need it like <laughs> i have not felt rested this whole summer i feel like i'm still catching up on everything from the year mm. and it's august you know <laughs> oh yeah, you. I'm gonna need for you to take like you and you and the man need to take a vacation or something. Cause... Uh, we're gonna take a little something. Okay. But uh, it's just like a short thing. However, I have learned that at the end of the day, if I were to drop dead, I'd be replaced within two seconds. Jesus. So I manage. I mean, we're all replaceable when you look at it, right? Like That's the true. world's the world's not going to stop for us. You know, it'll feel like it stopped for the people that really love us, but it's going to keep going. So if I'm absent one day, the school's not going to burn down. It'll be fine. So if I need a day, I take my days off. Um, they don't like when you take days off after vacation. If, if I want to, I do it. I don't take any work home because you have to preserve your sanity as well. But yeah, yeah I, it's hard. It's hard. 
you just said you just said something that I've really been considering myself is I don't want to do anything else where I have to take my work home with me. Like yeah. that is just like because you never you never get away. You never feel like you can get away from it. It's like you're mm -hmm. always at work. Yeah. Like, who wants to always be at work? You know, unless like mm -hmm. your job is like eating ice cream or something. But <laughs> <laughs> not even that. Not even that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So tell me more about, let me, see, let me get back to this pole dancing. Pole so dancing. What, mm -hmm. what muscle groups do you think are the most important? Well, the one that we always talk about is the, are the lats. Um, so I it's don't like, know what that is. Oh, so it's kind of like, well, I <laughs> don't really know anatomy like that, that if I don't, you know, I don't remember, I but um, yeah, it's, they're like in your upper back muscles. So with pole, we use a lot of our shoulders, but the best way to really like engage, uh, the best way to kind of prevent any major injuries or really pulling from the shoulder mm -hmm. is by engaging your lats and it's those like upper back muscles. Yeah, um, right, and yeah. definitely your core. I don't, I forgot the name of that muscle group, but definitely core, especially lower abs, I feel like for me is a, is a big thing. Um, but I would definitely say it's those two. Okay, so. I, yeah. So people need to do, and she's right. Yeah, you know, the 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 lat, so latissimus dorsi. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm probably saying it wrong, but I don't care. So basically, the backside of your rib cage, all all up in there, and then like your abs. Everybody knows what the abs are. So based mm -hmm. off of that, you know, my pole dancing ability would be trash right about now. Um, so I don't think I'm gonna take a go at that. So <laughs> what else? Um. What else is important? What do you have? Let's say there's someone out here listening who's thinking about doing this for the first time. What, mm -hmm. what, what would you say to them? Uh, I would say to let go. Okay. Um, especially as adults, and not saying that pole is only for women because it's not, but it is very uh, women-dominated. Um a lot of times we tend to feel really self-conscious or we feel like people are looking at us. And especially because with pole, it does, no matter what style, you know, there is still a sensual element to it. We pride ourselves on being, on being very cerebral and being like, oh, I'm so smart, right? I'm so intuitive. But that kind of leads us out of our bodies. So with pole, you have to kind of let go of all those thoughts and kind of like, not focus so much on thinking and just feeling and doing. And I feel that people have the most breakthroughs when they do that. So it's just let go. Don't worry about what anyone is thinking. If you need to close your eyes and just focus on what feels good, not what looks good. If that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. Also pull hurts. So be prepared. So they need some Epsom salt to soak in the tub when they finish? Epsom salt, Arnica gel. Um, do not wear lotions or oils before class because you will you will slip. You will slip. It's dangerous. I'm sorry. I could just see someone sliding all around the pole. That's crazy. Exactly. Um. <laughs> That's not funny, but it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Um, and so, yeah. So no lotions or oils. No jewelry because that will scratch the pole. It does hurt. You will get bruises. You'll get burns. You might get cuts. Um but yeah, so just keep wow. that in mind. This, yeah. this shit sounds dangerous. I knew someone, well, I know someone, she was taking pole classes and she had bruises on her legs and stuff, but she was really enjoying it. And it's, it goes back to what you said. She said it was really like a community. Everyone was so nice and she couldn't wait to go back. Um, 
do you have or if you if you if you don't would you put a pole in your house to practice at home as well i have had a pole in my house when i well before i was with this person i was with someone else okay. for a long time and we lived together briefly and i had a pole up in our bedroom and he was never there he was in the living room i'll be like get out it's time for me to practice my pole and i would just use it um if you do have a pole at home I do advise people to really do their research, make sure you get a reputable brand, that you install it properly and you're constantly maintaining it. A lot of times you see videos where poles like fall up, fall down. It's because, yes, it's because A, either the pole's not quality or the people don't constantly maintain it. So a lot of those poles are held by tension and you have to have them on a support beam in the ceiling. So you do need a stud finder. Another thing is that the tension loosens up the more you use it so you have to constantly retighten it and people forget to do that and so you have to make sure that you're safe do not try anything new um you should save things that are new for when there's someone there to spot you or there's an instructor mm-hmm. use it more to condition um, and to practice things you already know. I do understand pole is very expensive and there are some people that can't afford to take classes, so they teach themselves. I say just exercise caution, use a crash mat, make sure that you have a solid foundation of uh, before trying a trick. So like before you try a butterfly, make sure you have a strong, you know, Jamila. Make sure you can, you know, do a nice bracket grip, right? So just like understanding the foundational moves before you go up to the bigger moves. Um, I had to say that because I want everyone to be safe. Yeah, I, I you know, I, and I, <laughs> I have laughed at some of those videos, but only because they got up right afterwards. But yeah, I, I've just I've cringed too because I'm like, yo, if she was like one more inch to the left or. If she was tilted a little bit more, like her neck would have been done. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. so. Um, I'm definitely glad that you gave those safety tips for the people out there, because there's people out there listening who probably do. I know for a fact, actually, somebody that that listens that has a pole in their house. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I hope they're maintaining their pole. So, all right, I'm not gonna hold you up. Is there any? <laughs> do you have any advice in general, life advice for the people out there listening? Uh, hmm. so much lady up there in New York that might be listening to related to pole or just in general? In general, oh, fuck them. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that no, no, okay, not like well, oh. if you want to, if you take that literal. That's fine, too. I am pro-ho. I do not slut shame. But I mean in the sense of, like, don't care what people think, right? Um, it's And, and we're always going to care, but try to push past that. Do you. Um, take risk. Uh, yeah, and I think that's something that I have to constantly remind myself now that I'm venturing into this podcast world. I'm like, what if it doesn't work? What if people hate it? What if, you know, I end up staying stuck in teaching forever, blah, blah, blah. And everyone was like, fuck it. Fuck them. Who cares if people hate it? Don't see them, you know, don't see them laugh. Just keep it moving, you know? So just fuck it all. Do do you. Um, push through. Believe in yourself. Know your worth. Damn. Um, yeah. You hit the nail on the head. Um, you said something really important, too. Um those of you who think about starting something like a podcast, 
I had a friend who was apprehensive, and she was like, I don't know what people are going to think, I don't know. And I was like, don't do your podcast for other people. It's not like it's not like you're trying to design a car that you want to sell. You're, for me, my podcast is, is therapeutic. I do this because it's fun, it's stuff I want to talk about, and I'm like, I will. my audience will find me. People are going to listen, either they're going to like it or they're going to hate it. It's just like music. I don't dislike country music, but I don't listen to it. You know what I'm yep. saying? So it's just like... Don't feel like oh you're you're not really putting it out there to be judged. You're putting it out there just so you can spread your message because there's always someone who's gonna need a word or someone who can relate to it, and that's gonna be your audience. And podcast podcast audiences are really strong. So um, mm-hmm. again, I wish y'all the best of luck. Give them all your information one more time. Yes. Uh, so the name of the podcast is Problematic or Naw, spelled N A H, obviously. The Instagram is problematic or naw podcast, and the I uh, sorry the Twitter is problematic or n. It was too long, I guess. But yeah, please check us out. Uh, stay tuned for updates on our Kickstarter and our launch dates. We will have really awesome perks. You'll be able to contribute topic ideas, so you can hear the things that you want to you know talk about we will have an opportunity for people to tweet and call in and for one of our higher tier um donors there's an opportunity to guest on our podcast so if you really want to be part of the discussion follow problematic or not podcast and stay tuned ladies and gentlemen there you have it b thank you so much for your time um everyone y'all know where y'all can find us from my experience podcast on facebook fme underscore podcast on instagram y'all know y'all can listen to us on itunes google play spotify anywhere you love listening to podcasts if you have a topic send us an email if you want to be a guest you can also send us an email from my experience podcast at gmail.com i will send you my calendly which i just set up and you can (laughs) set up a day and time and it pops up on my calendar so i know i won't miss it um and thank i just want to give another huge shout out to everyone in our facebook group we're almost at a thousand people and the more stuff i'm posting i'm starting to see a lot more engagement i'm starting to see more um different people start to engage in the conversation and that's what we want we want to bring that conversation to the forefront and bring it on the show so thank y'all and we'll catch y'all next time peace bye oh y'all thought i forgot This week's word for our giveaway is turkey.